0: Welcome back to another episode of Totally Tangential. This week, uh, in honor of episode 10, we're going to be doing some top 10 lists. But before that, as per usual, let's go into our weekly updates. So, uh, Jonathan, how's life? You doing good? You doing fresh? You doing fine?
1: Uh, Like Tony the Tiger, I'm doing pretty okay. Okay.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I remember those commercials. Yeah, you think we're gonna get sponsorships after that? Yes. What's the name of the cereal again? Frosted Frosted Flakes? Flakes. Yeah, we both had to
1: think about it for a second.
0: I'd be interested. Like, I know that there's like the magic spoon, high protein. protein uh sponsorships that i've seen for cereal or whatever but i've never just seen like a plain old like yeah th- this episode of uh the joe rogan podcast is brought to you by tricks tricks are for kids
1: <laughs> okay but here's the thing though like i've always thought about well not always i'd be like but i've thought about like what i would be willing to sell my soul for like in terms of advertisements like you always see hello fresh helix pillows but i'm like how come it's never something that people actually just fucking use like where is my I don't know advertising my you know what I use very often fucking a toothbrush or, oh. oh yeah no, no I want to do a toothbrush thing yeah I my electric toothbrush I got on black friday why can't I not be advertising for that why does it always have to be for raid shadow legends
0: well I mean if you want to go to the real bit of it with me with my uh, business admin degree please do uh, yeah well it's going to be you, you don't have to get people to know too much about a product that they know that they need already the whole idea is you're selling shit to them so i don't think too many people are like i i'm just missing a mobile game in my life that just lets me raid in the shadows and climb up i want to be the best i want to be a legend i want to be a raid shadow legend so that's why uh they probably pay for that as opposed to like this this podcast is brought to you by sleep you need it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> hey can we
1: include that in our episodes from now on
0: yeah th- th- go get your sleep it's just like uh i, I think to buskus back in the day even if i didn't watch him much i think at the end of every episode he was like if you sneeze during this ve- uh during this video bless you or something like that
1: yeah so we could be meta with it but no nah, i don't know like i sometimes some podcasters i have seen advertised for mcdonald's so i, I i'll give that one some credit have you
0: i haven't Who who have you seen with that
1: uh, distractible. They they were advertising for McDonald's like spicy chicken sandwich and their classic chicken sandwich.
0: Did they? I listened to pretty much all of Distractible. Granted, if you listen to enough of it, uh, they uh, it kind of all bleeds together and you forget what they did. But actually, on that topic with weekly catch up stuff, uh, something that uh, that I want your opinion on, or if you've heard of it at all, is I know that we both. Listened to Distractible, or at least have listened to it, which is the Markiplier podcast, for those of you who don't know. But uh, Markiplier has a second podcast called Go My Favorite Sports Team, and... Oh. Uh, I, I listened to it, and I actually really uh, have been enjoying it. It's kind of like an episode-to-episode thing based upon what the topic is of the week, whether I'm into it or not. But yeah, it's Markiplier, who doesn't know a lot about sports, and his friend Tyler, who has like a MBA in sports administration or something like that, and basically just kind of bring together the, the people who really know about sports and the people who are, who are on the outside of sports and trying to find a middle ground.
1: So I remember uh, Mark jokingly talking about starting a podcast on one episode. I, I haven't caught up fully on Distractable, admittedly. But yeah. I didn't realize he would actually go on to do it. that. Actually, it seems like a pretty good idea for a podcast. I'll have to check it out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking about you with it because you being a Tom Brady fan, uh, not a Patriots fan, just a Tom Brady <laughs> Excuse fan. Excuse me. Yeah. Um, That uh, there was an episode on uh, why Tyler's the uh, other guy's name of why he does not think that Tom Brady is the goat, and apparently there's like an ongoing joke. If you're into the Markiplier community, which neither of us are, that for like the past five years, people just love pissing him off by bringing up uh, Tom Brady.
1: Well, I mean he is the goat, but all that aside, um, yeah, I I know Mark very well. Given I I would never say that aside from the podcast, I've actively followed him throughout the years, but I've Passively followed him you know maybe i go on a binge for one month where i just really into his content and don't watch him again for six months mm-hmm. like that'll happen but you know i generally kept up with him but tyler is one i don't really know in any capacity whatsoever so i'll have to check it out and to be fair i didn't know wade and bob much either just occasionally they do like games together but yeah yeah
0: fair enough but uh that stuff aside actual like weekly update things for you (laughs) what what's been going on
1: did we go on a totally tangent already we did totally (laughs) all right but um god we're gonna have to trademark that (laughs) but anyways uh this week let's see um nothing too major happened other than um I went back to that same place where I had the legendary air hockey game last time, mm-hmm. and this time I had an equally legendary air hockey game for all the wrong reasons.
0: And what are those reasons? Was it strip air hockey? Every time someone scored a point, they had to take off clothes in the middle of the bar?
1: Oh, God. Well... I don't think I would last very long at that game. <laughs> I'd be like, I have to take my shoe off. I'm out. <laughs> oh, my God. But all jokes aside, nah. So me and the person I was playing with were pretty drunk at that point, And we got very into the game. And I we accomplished something I've never once seen done before in air hockey. Ever. Mm-hmm. We broke the puck. <laughs> you
0: broke the
1: puck? Yeah, we were hitting it so fast, so aggressively. And I went flying toward my edge of the table i hit it and it just split right in two so we had to like awkwardly walk up to the front desk and be like hey does this ever happen and they're like not not really (laughs) but they 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 gave us another puck so I, i guess they were prepared for the worst and we continued playing thankfully we managed to only break one puck but i i've never seen that happen for i didn't realize how into that game i was getting
0: yeah well also i I mean not to dog on your strength or anything but i am sure some of it might have been the fact that you guys were going hard but also if if they've had like the same puck in use for years i'm sure that uh pucks get to a point where they just wear down and eventually snap no i'm just that fucking strong bro oh yeah you and all 112 pounds 15 baby oh he bulking up but nah um
1: another thing that happened there was um to do, 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 do the, this there was guitar heroes two player and there's this one kid who was just you know going ham on it for a while my friend decided like to play with the kid um guitar hero to be clear so um you know eventually it was my turn to go up and i played two songs with him because you know uh, one credit gets you two songs or something like that Mm-hmm. her song kid crushed me because i was drunk and everything and i just it's been a while since i played guitar hero yeah but yeah, just throwing
0: game, out your excuses
1: no 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 the second game i went like eye of the tiger training montage like goku like going through his hyperbolic time chamber <laughs> shit and i remember deep down wait i may not be a guitar hero player but i am a rhythm game player all my oh, time oh, at ddr yeah. just like came back to me at once like a dramatic thing where the Thing, the camera pans straight into the person's face and the background's all blurry. Like, I awakened. And yeah, I and you kicked... started
0: using your feet on the Guitar Hero thing, like DDR.
1: That That's exactly what I did. And I kicked that kid's ass. I doubled his score that second game, which nice. I think he doubled my score the first game, to be fair, so we're pretty neck and neck. But point being, like, ooh, I was, I was feeling it. Nice.
0: Well, I mean, in his defense, double zero is still zero, so... <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah yeah we both scored zero that 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 was the big takeaway <laughs> yeah but no nah, all jokes aside just you know normal fun things there um i don't know just a good fun
0: time yeah Sounds good. Sounds good. Uh, something that I, I think this affects you, but it's a podcast for us, and or not as a podcast for us, is an update for us. And uh, man, my, my brain is just shit. Um, I was like, uh, you already mentioned the the Markiplier podcast. Is there another podcast? No, that? dude. I stayed up till like three a.m. last night, and my my mind is still just wavering. But uh, something <laughs> that affects. Both of us I'm pretty sure uh, you can correct me on your, your situation because I, I know with you you have special oh, things yeah, but yeah. Uh, student
1: loans yeah
0: the the student loans which i was uh happy to see that uh, it was uh, officially announced and on top of that it w- it's ten thousand dollars but up to twenty thousand if you got Pell Grant. So I signed in. I got like a thousand dollars of Pell Grant. So not much Pell Grant, but I at least received some. Which presumably it doesn't say you have to like receive X amount of Pell Grant. It just says as long as you received Pell Grant. So hopefully all of my student loans get wiped away.
1: And even if not, the ten K should take out the vast majority of it.
0: Yeah, I have fourteen K in total. So ten K will be uh, like what seventy five percent.
1: So, with only 4K left, considering as far as I'm aware, you don't have high living expenses, you can just s- destroy that 4K pretty easily.
0: Yeah, but also since the interest isn't super high, I don't feel like killing myself. Like, okay, I have 4K in the bank, I'm going to spend it all and go down to $0, but then I don't have any uh, student loans.
1: Well, so what are you spending your money on? Do you just like st- st- uh, sinking in, in so- stocks now or what? So no, stuttered so much.
0: <laughs> uh, so, 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 so,
1: stocks, Reggie! <laughs> yeah, no. That I don't have a stutter. That kinda took me off guard to be honest.
0: Yeah, but um no, I, uh, I mean, I spend it on food, I spend it on the basics and all that stuff, and beyond that, like, I'll buy some manga from work to time to time, She and I will buy, like, a board game or a video game to play together, like, uh, the reason why I stayed up last night till 3am is I bought a game on Steam and I was binge playing that, but, uh, no, most of it I don't do too much with beyond, like, the basic necessities, so what I'm trying to go for right now, uh, is just, uh, oh, excuse me, um, is that, uh, You know, paying rent every month, if you're paying $1,900 a month, it just kind of goes into the ether, where if you end up getting a mortgage at a place, even if the interest is a little bit, and let's say that you lose $10,000 in the long run to interest or $20,000 in the long run to interest, if you're paying $1,900 a month and it's just going straight to your mortgage, at least you get that money back in the end. So I'm just trying to save up for a down payment on something.
1: Oh, that way you and I can get a podcasting house.
0: Yes, exactly. It's like, girlfriends, who needs those? I just need my boy Jonathan.
1: Hey, who said that she can't be the third member of the podcast?
0: Oh, yes, that sounds great. And then your mom can be the fourth podcast member.
1: Oh, yeah, the two biggest loves of our lives. Oh, God. <laughs> all jokes aside, no, honestly, that's respectable. Like, uh, You got to save for something, so fair enough.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, right now, what my goal is, is if I'm able to get like, you know, $10,000, $20,000 saved up, then I want to try to switch to part time. So uh, I I can try taking the boxing stuff pretty seriously. uh, Because presumably, with the amount of time that it would take me to save up that much money, I would be able to have gotten in uh, good enough shape by that point to actually try... Uh, joining a boxing gym because I have been uh, I've been going during my lunch break to the gym on the other side of the building at five days a week you know some days I'll, are more rest days than others but I've been making sure to keep keep up on cardio for sure and other muscle things so I'm trying to stick yeah. to
1: it that'll be good I'm um, kind of going back a minute but I was actually wondering are you just straight like stashing the money in an account like a bank account or are you actually trying again at stocks or like what's the situation there
0: um, I mean, I don't have too much to say, uh, too much saved up at the moment. So I'll tell you not, not much is doing anything with that. But uh, right now, it's just in a bank account, but she transfers money to uh, Korea a lot. And because of America having like super inflation right now, basically, if you transfer over like a $100 to Korea, you it will come out as being, like, the equivalent of $110. So, uh, thinking about just, like, sending X amount of dollars to her a month to transfer to, uh, the Korean account, and that way, when things hopefully stabilize in America, it can come back and basically, you know, have an extra 10-20% on top of it.
1: Yeah, honestly, that's fair. Yeah. Currency rates and exchanges, but either way, sounds pretty good.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. But, uh, that aside, unless you got anything more, uh, more for yourself update wise i'm sure we can jump into our top 10s here i got one more update for you oh hit me with
1: it my patient brought back some more salsa (laughs) oh yeah was
0: it just as good as ever
1: it actually was so i'm not trying to jump into a whole topic here but like so last time we tried the ghost pepper salsa and i didn't realize he also gave us a habanero one so like I, i guess i got the details wrong last time when i told you what kind they were Mm -hmm. But I tried the habanero and I tried the ghost pepper. This time he brought us two of each. Oh, okay. So I took the ghost pepper home because I prefer the ghost pepper, but both are insanely good the habanero has a little bit of sweetness to it too which is good depending on what kind of flavor profile you're going for so, is that
0: uh is that why you gained the three pounds is just like I'm if he's chugging. bringing you a salsa every week you're just like well i gotta have chips with these so you've uh you've been trying to get through your Dude, bottle of salsa every week
1: those chips are a vessel for the salsa like this stuff is so damn good i like i told him like last week i was like yeah i really liked that salsa thank you he said he'd bring some more i didn't think he'd bring us four jars for free like that was amazing
0: Yeah, yeah, well, uh, I don't know, you can start your Salsager collection, Uh, not to go too off on a tangent, (laughs) ha 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 ha, but I I know that there was this one guy on uh, Webtoon, I I can't remember his name right now, it's, uh, I I think it might just be Shenanigan, or uh, something along that line, but he makes, like, weekly comedy comic strips and that stuff and occasionally he'll uh, post things uh, like pictures of his house if it's relating to whatever he's drawing in a comic and he just like has so many salsa jars that he refuses to recycle but he doesn't want to throw them in the trash so he's just like okay here's my salsa jar vase here's my salsa jar cup here's my (laughs) salsa jar this so he had like a picture one time of just like all of his salsa jars and he legitimately has like nearly about a hundred salsa jars just throughout his house. That's fucking absurd I love that yeah so that can uh that can be you but now that we got our weekly salsa update out of the way uh yes jumping into the top tens. so uh that i i uh, i told you that uh since both of us one are lazy two are kind of not very cultured it wasn't specifically top 10 movies top 10 games it was just like top 10 media overall so number 10 could be a game number nine could be a porno like it can be whatever man
1: wait i could have chosen porn
0: yeah, I mean, if you know any by name, then yeah, feel free to revise your list right now.
1: <laughs> Yo, so there's this one, mo- not just kidding, <laughs> not trying to get this taken down. Yeah. Um, yeah, so my top 10 favorite episodes are totally tangential are not. Um. <laughs> I mean, all jokes aside, before we get into it, I, I will say I liked the idea of it being top 10 for everything. Because I feel like if I just gave like a top 10 movies, top 10 games and whatever, you would know what to expect considering how well we know one another. Mm -hmm. over the years so at least it being kind of a conglomerate of all of it together it gives us an opportunity you know bring some surprises
0: yeah well i I am interested because i i don't know what your top 10 is going to be in total but there's a couple things in my mind that i'd be surprised if they weren't in your top 10 and i'll be interested in seeing where they fall on there
1: yeah, yeah. Uh funny thing I didn't actually order them. I kind of just said this is my 10 and I'll figure it out.
0: Oh, okay. Well, then uh, let's see how it goes. Then uh, giving you no time to fix tell uh, or fix think. Give me uh give me your, your number 10 right now.
1: All right. So the number 10 I'm going with. This one's kind of a recent movie, but everything everywhere all at once
0: oh i've heard very good things about it but i have not uh, watched it tell tell me in the audience what's what it's about and uh why why you feel that it's deserving of your prestigious top 10
1: so it presents itself as kind of a comedy multiverse kind of thing about a mundane everyday life person mm-hmm. but it spirals into genuinely one of the most unique creative an absolutely fucking heart-shattering and heartwarming movie as I've ever seen. I can genuinely say I've never seen a single movie in my entire life like it. Okay. So, like, if you want just a truly unique experience, and it won't resonate with everyone, because it is, it is very unique, but I would recommend it to you. It is genuinely such a great, fantastic movie. And, All right. Yeah, it just delves into really amazing themes that I can't get into without just straight up spoiling the movie. Mm-hmm. But honestly, dude, you, you got to watch it considering like, I, I don't know, you and I have a thing for like, I don't know, just kind of blind going into movies sometimes and loving it so maybe you would like it
0: yeah i'll definitely uh, give it a shot with enough that i've heard about it and i mean if it makes your top 10 something that i am curious though with uh, that having popped up and that being fairly recent something that i had a bit, bit of a hard time with my list is uh, if something's too recent at least for me it's like well is this really my top 10 or is it just because it's recent enough that it's just in my mind so like yeah. for this with you did did that pop in your mind at all, or are you just like no? Regardless of it being recent or not, I, I feel like this is just good enough. It has to be top ten.
1: Well, the thing is, I got to number seven on my list in like I, I got my top seven down in like five minutes, and I spent the next hour and a half trying to get my last three. Oh God! Not because I like couldn't figure out three things to put on. It's because I was having an exact struggle. I'm like, how am I defining my top 10? Because like, there's some things that my childhood happened that like made me who I am and like just absolutely amazing pieces of media that have stuck with me. But if I were to watch it today, it would not hold up. And I've stuck some of those in my honorable mentions. Gotcha. I,
0: I I did the opposite, man. I kind of gave into the nostalgia and I, I (laughs) might've given things extra points for nostalgia.
1: Well, don't get me wrong. I have one in there that definitely fits that category, but it's just, With this movie in particular, I put it in my top 10 because, yes, it is recent. I'm not even sure it's even necessarily one of my top 10 favorite movies of all time, though I do think it is. Mm -hmm. Instead, I thought of it like, this is a movie that's going to resonate with me and I will remember because I've never seen anything like it. And I don't really think I ever will again.
0: Okay, fair enough, fair enough.
1: Yeah, so we'll we'll call that number 10.
0: All right. Well, uh, for my number 10, mine is also a movie. And I might have told you of this one before. It's a Korean movie and it's called Luck. Luck. Key. Not lucky, but two words. Luck key. (laughs) Like a key
1: that you stick in a door, right?
0: Yes, yes. So, uh, you know, tell me if I've told you about this before, but uh, it's a comedy, and basically the premises is, is there's this guy who's, uh, more or less, his life just sucks. He's an aspiring actor in Korea, but like a background actor, he's doing nothing with his life, doesn't have a girlfriend, his life is shit. So he's like, I'm gonna kill myself, but if I'm gonna kill myself, you know, at least let's look nice before uh, before we do that. You don't want a Greek god uh, all clean and all that stuff. So, Uh, he he goes to the public bathhouse and uh, basically this big tough looking dude is in there slips and he drops his uh his key to his locker and he's like hey you know if i'm gonna kill myself anyway let's you know have some fun let's see what's going on so he takes that guy's uh key and basically switches uh switches keys with him while he's unconscious on the floor and uh it's just like shit this guy's got a ferrari you know this guy's house is this and uh we kind of see in the beginning uh but this guy doesn't see it's like is this guy like a fucking assassin or something along those lines so he's just going into his apartment's like okay you know i'll live in here until i uh you know get found out and have to kill Myself, it's like, oh my god, why does this guy have, you know, a secret room with like, you know, spy gear and guns and all of this shit? Meanwhile, the uh seeming assassin dude wakes up, but basically a short-term memory loss, and it's like, oh, well, I guess this is my house. Oh, was I planning to kill myself? What are my aspirations? Oh, I want to be an actor? Okay, so you know, he goes and he's in like a background for some uh kung fu movie kind of thing and they're like okay you know let's see what you got and then he pulls out these amazing martial arts and it's just like holy shit it's like you're a professional assassin or something (laughs) and uh yeah you know it's just funny of like them having the switch scenarios and obviously uh certain things bring them together because obviously the guy's memory starts coming back this guy's like who the fuck's key did i steal and uh, all of that stuff. but it, but it's a it's a good movie and i've watched enough times and it's been enough years since i've seen it and i still think of it as uh something that's good that i thought, like you know this is deserving of a number 10
1: okay you know surprisingly i actually don't think you have told me about that
0: all right yeah if you're ever looking for a comedy and don't uh don't mind too much about reading subtitles I, i'd uh, give it a shot
1: no honestly like i feel like people mentioned reading subtitles as kind of a barrier and i do find it as a little bit of a barrier because if you're reading you might not be taking in the nuance of like actors expressions and backgrounds and everything but honestly once you've like watched one or two movies or series or whatever mm-hmm. it's such an afterthought
0: it's honestly not a barrier for me whatsoever i don't mind it all right, for sure, for sure. Well, with that, uh, that out of the way, hit me with number nine. All right.
1: So in my top 10, I tried to keep it free of anything that I thought you would put in your top 10 for the sake of discussion. Interesting. There's one thing that I uh, I expected for us both in our top
0: 10. but uh, oh,
1: So I will say this might not be a truly 100% representative top 10 because there's some things that are going to be left out. Okay. But there is one thing I did leave in just because it resonated with me so much. Mm -hmm. And it is also a Korean movie. Uh, Oh, okay, okay. Not Parasite. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I knew that would be on yours, so I didn't want to go into it. Yeah. So
0: I'm going to go with Train to Busan. Oh, interesting. I remember uh, you telling me that you watched it, but uh, I'm surprised that reaches number nine for you. Yeah, tell me, uh, I mean, tell people what it's about, but then tell me why that reaches number nine in your mind.
1: Yeah, so, you know, a man who's not the greatest person in the world nor greatest father in the world gets stuck in a zombie apocalypse and he's trying to take his daughter and the people he meets along the way to safety Mm -hmm. on a train basically and i mean this movie i chose it to be number nine because i think it's the pinnacle of zombie movies like as an entire genre and everything okay and out of everything it really showed a the redemption of characters and you know what separates a good person from a bad person Mm -hmm. But more than any zombie movie I've ever seen, it really pushed into the... I think what makes zombie movies good is the idea that the zombies aren't the problem. Like, the humans are the real problem and this movie was the one that like really delved into that more than like any other zombie movie i've ever seen
0: oh yeah for sure from what i remember of the movie i mean obviously the zombies are killing people and doing all of this but the biggest threat in the movie is like okay this guy wants to kind of be the boss and rule over everyone in-, in this scenario and not everyone's for that and you know i, I know that uh, this didn't necessarily come up but as far as this stuff goes of like rations in movies or yeah. things like that like mo- more often than not the big issue when the z- zombie apocalypse hits is you get in a good enough safe area where where it's just like, oh shit! Now, now the people that I'm dealing with are the <laughs> biggest issue.
1: Yeah, and honestly, nah, this movie like resonated with me. I fucking sobbed uncontrollably as certain mm-hmm. parts of that movie. Like this thing, like genuinely, if I had to recommend a Korean movie, like this would be up there for anyone who like doesn't hate the idea of zombie movies. Yeah, and yeah, even for then, sure. for someone who's against, it, I might be like, trust me, bro, this is the one. <laughs>
0: yeah uh, no i uh, i agree with you on that i i was not expecting that in your top 10 but i can appreciate it what can i say i have a few tricks up my short sleeves no oh, that's terrible um <laughs> but your number nine yes Mr. my Mr. number nine <laughs> is a manga slash anime called monster uh it's by uh i don't remember the first name of the author but it's by a very famous author uh called Urasawa, and uh, made a lot of big stuff in, like, the late 80s, early 90s, and a lot of their stuff is uh, even kind of themed around just older stuff, 70s, 80s, and so on. And uh, basically the concept of what this is is there's a doctor in, like, uh, he, he's Japanese but I'm pretty sure he's working in Germany during the time of like post-World War II era but not too far past World War II and uh, he, he kind of has an issue with the hierarchy that's going on and people are like yeah you know if a kid comes in or if a governor comes in you better heal that heal that governor it doesn't matter who came in first because you know everyone's life is not equal and he's like oh well that's kind of no. bullshit isn't yeah. it so um, so he uh he decides, like, you know what? I'm not going to compromise my uh, my morals. I'm going to save in, you know, people on a first-come, 1st first serve basis, more or less. So there was a, like, double homicide where uh, these twins, their parents were both murdered and the boy was, like, severely injured. He was on death's door. Uh, and he comes in and then, like, Five minutes later, the mayor of whatever town in Germany comes in and they're like, oh, you got to save this mayor. And he's like, no, I refuse. This boy came in first. His life isn't worth any less than uh, than the mayor. So he saves the boy's life. And in turn, the mayor ends up dying. And a lot of people at the hospital uh, end up getting really pissed at him uh, for that. But not too long after the, a lot of the doctors who were judging him and did the administrator and everything get murdered. And uh, he, he kind of becomes a prime suspect of like, okay, you didn't like working with these people. They were giving you shit, like blah, blah, blah. Did you do anything? But uh, n- nothing really comes out of it. It's just kind of... Curious of like, okay, you know, we don't have any full proof, but a lot of people are suspecting the guy. a Few years pass by, and a uh, he, he gets another patient that comes in. He's kind of moved up in uh, in the medical world a bit and everything. And uh, patient kind of having some like crazy panic attacks about like, oh, there's this monster. This guy, he's a monster. Blah blah blah. And uh, he ends up saving this guy's life, but uh, he. Breaks out of the hospital or something. It's been a, quite a while since I've watched it, so I forget the exact order of events or how they happen. But uh, he uh, he ends up following this guy. He's like, No, you know, I'm going to save your life. I'm going to make sure that uh, everything's okay and all that stuff. And uh, he catches up to the guy basically in this abandoned building and he's being held at gunpoint by the boy that he saved, you know, seven years <laughs> ago. And he basically finds out of just like, Oh shit, you know, this boy was the one who murdered his parents. This boy is the one who murdered the doctors and did all of this stuff this boy has some like very serious mental issues and um the boy's just like oh you know don't worry i'm not gonna hurt you i couldn't kill the man who uh, saved my life or whatever but uh after the boy who's now at you know 17 18 or whatever murders the guy that uh the doctor just tried to save he uh boy goes away but the doctor is uh, presumed for being the murderer because the shit that happened seven years earlier because this he was the last one to see him he was in this abandoned area and he was the one he was found next to the guy so basically everyone thinks that the doctor's a murderer so he kind of has to go in hiding and he has to be like you know what I'm I was the one who gave this boy his life back. I'm going to be the one who takes this guy's life away. And uh, he, he basically, you know, h- hunts down over Germany, this uh, this boy. But it's also just interesting because it's, you know, during the post-World War II era and, you know, Nazis did some real crazy shit. So uh, you find out all the things about this boy's past where he was, like, raised in an orphanage that was basically ma- made to, like, brainwash them and make like the perfect soldier hitler 2.0 and all of that stuff and how the boy is you know has this like psychological trauma of he kills people but he's also just a scared child on the inside at the same time and uh, it's a very interesting like murder mystery you know figuring out the whole world and circumstances around and it's uh it's really good
1: all right that sounds like one it has a lot of plot twist to it for sure yeah and i don't know that feels like there's a lot of room for some interesting things to go on. It sounds dispenseful.
0: Yeah, it is. I I think you'd like it, uh, but I, I know with you, you have a hard time getting through shows too fast, and I think it's like 75 episodes in an, in an anime. So uh, yeah, I don't expect you to watch it anytime soon, but if you ever do, I, I recommend it. Man, one day,
1: one day I'm going to be better at watching these shows, man. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see. All right, but solid number nine. And with that, we're going to get to an even better number eight. Ooh, are you ready? I'm ready. This, Spongebob. Is where, <laughs> this is where we make the exception for childhood things, which may not hold up to this day. But, you know, you know what probably my favorite childhood video game was? Madden. No, but that that was a pretty good one. What my, is it then? My favorite was probably Barnyard PS2. Oh, God.
0: I've heard you talk about this so much, and I, I don't know. I just hated Barnyard as a show, so I, I'm not even willing to give the game a chance.
1: No, nah, no, nah, nah. You don't understand. This thing is Stardew Valley meets a GTA meets Spyro. Like, it is... All the good parts to be clear. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it is amazing. But I mean, all jokes aside, I genuinely did love it. it. It gave me my first pseudo open world. I don't know. It had so many mini games you could play, it had money collection and upgrading systems, it had the lovable barnyard story. It, it's just, I genuinely loved that game way more than I should. And I probably replayed it like four or five times. And I got to replay it sometime today because it's been like years. I got to do that again.
0: I I don't know. I have a hard time imagining it lives up. But also, you love some ironically terrible things. So who knows? Uh,
1: Excuse me. It is not terrible. It is unironically good
0: okay if you say so well uh you know i I really love comparing our number eights because they're clearly on the same same level uh for for me i chose uh shawshank redemption
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah they're both like
0: i i don't know cornerstones in american culture right yeah exactly so uh for me you know I had a hard time because I was trying to think of like okay I, I don't want to just throw in things that are like oh everyone knows this this is super famous you know if you put like Star Wars Lord of the Rings Harry Potter as your top three it's like great okay you, you grew up in the 90s we we understand but uh, with Shawshank like I've rewatched it enough times and it never gets boring it never gets old it's just made so well overall where like I may not have a personal connection with it but I enjoy watching that movie and I enjoy rewatching that movie where uh yeah as a whole it's just it's so good and i think it deserves at least number eight on my list yeah okay I,
1: i've never actually seen that movie but literally yeah every person i who's seen it has been absolutely in love with it
0: do you so, know the synopsis of it generally
1: i literally do not know what it's about i think there's a dog
0: in it right No, there's no doc. Oh, shoot. (laughs) Maybe I'm thinking of something else. Cujo or something? Who knows? You're thinking of Scooby Doo. Uh, But (laughs) uh, Shawshank is about this uh, this guy. He was like an accountant or something like that his wife gets murdered he's a fairly unemotional guy and everybody's like okay you know you were drunk outside her uh place with her guy that she was having an affair with you had a gun at the time you killed her and it's like no you know i was drunk and i decided you know it's not worth it i'm not in the right uh mindset i walked away and they're like yeah that's bullshit you know you came there drunk with a gun She's dead now, and they have bullets in their body. Like, you're you're going to prison. So he goes to prison, uh, presumably as a guilty man, but he, uh, you know, says through and through that he did not do it. And uh, he goes there, and he's kind of a quiet guy, and, you know, prison, not the greatest place in the world, so gets uh, picked on a bit, gets, you yeah. know... Dr- raped a little bit uh all, all the prison classics um yep, yep. but uh in prison he meets morgan freeman and his group of friends and uh like the actor morgan
1: freeman yeah like-
0: morgan freeman was there doing you know morgan freeman black holes or whatever and cool. uh, and uh yeah pretty much joins their friend group the people at the uh at the prison are really abusive and all that stuff but he's just like hey you know i heard that you have troubles with this is this, this you know i was like the vp of my accounting for maybe you know if you get me and my friends some beers or let us you know not get fucking whipped and beat to death and all of that stuff, then uh, I can help you out with this and that. So he kind of like works his way up in the prisoner hierarchy of, uh, of the place. But at the end of the day, he never changes his mind that I am an innocent man. And everyone, you know, at first kind of jokes of like, Oh yeah, everyone here is innocent, but they're like, Oh shit is this guy actually innocent and
1: uh, let me know how yeah no spoilers i do uh, want to watch it
0: yeah of course of course but basically it's just like okay well how can we get this guy out of here it's his journey throughout the prison and the people that he meets and the relationships and all of that stuff and uh, yeah it's just a really great movie overall
1: fair enough i'm i'm gonna have to check it out honestly it's one of those movies i've been sitting on that i keep meaning to watch it's on my movie bucket list and it's like yeah, I don't know. I, I just haven't found the honestly I have found the right day. I just don't know why I haven't gone around to it. There's no explanation.
0: Yeah, well I'm just glad that uh Shawshank and uh Barnyard mm-hmm. are truly equivalent.
1: Oh man. I, I looked it up and yeah, I was I got my Stephen King movies mixed up. I was thinking of Cujo, the one with the dog, which you should look up a picture of Cujo and then- I know Cujo. <laughs>
0: yeah. That
1: is how did I pull that one off? I, I don't Whoops, know. You're crazy.
0: But uh yeah, go, go ahead for your number 7. I hope that it's actually better than Barnyard. <laughs>
1: uh no, Barnyard was definitely the one glaring thing on the list. Don't worry. Okay. Uh since you went with a movie, I'll go with a movie on this one too. This is definitely one of my favorite movies, though it's hard to I am not going to say it's objectively a great movie. The Perks of Being a Wallflower. I've heard about this one. Doesn't this one have Emma Watson in it? Uh yes, Emma Watson. Um she is one of the lead uh leads in the movie
0: yeah i think i remember when you watched this uh, i think i asked for the storyline but yeah give me a general rundown to refresh and tell me why why you think it deserves being up there
1: yeah um i don't remember their name so i'm gonna make it their names on the spot so uh i'll call the main guy percy because he's the same one who's percy jackson okay (laughs) so percy goes to high school but he you know he's introvert loner clearly has some kind of past to him and he doesn't really know how to fit in, but goes to a party, meets two people who learn to accept him for who he is after learning about his trauma after he gets high. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of him just learning to come to grips with his past growing up. It's kind of a coming of age film, but mm-hmm. with like, it's it's not the fun coming of age film, to be honest. It it delves into a lot of things about, uh, without majorly spoiling the movie, just a lot of stuff about mental illness, health, um, and trauma and learn to cope with it and it's genuinely just makes me burst in tears every single time it is such a good movie
0: yeah I mean I can imagine uh, why that would be on your list just from the standpoint of uh, with you the way that you grew up and everything you know not just young but also in high school I I feel like uh, even if the exact experiences aren't one-to-one I can understand how certain emotions might be very relatable to you
1: yeah and I mean even like relatableness aside i feel like every coming of age film is always like ferris bueller's day off You know, <laughs> yeah kind of just a funny hijinks goofy film mm-hmm. but i this is the one that kind of spun it in the opposite direction to really tell a story and give a message and i kind of really appreciate that
0: yeah fair enough fair enough
1: yeah oh
0: well I mean, uh, for me seven. My number seven is uh, you, you mentioned it earlier as one that you decided not to put on your list Parasite Parasite. Parasite. Yes, uh, it's Parasite. Uh, you know, the Korean movie, great like thriller uh, drama and all that stuff came out. What? 2019. Was it 2019 or 2020?
1: <laughs> Definitely 19. It could have been 20.
0: Okay, Uh, well, it could have been early 20, because COVID didn't really blow up in America until, like, March. But uh, either way, we we saw it, you know, end of 2019, beginning of 2020, and it was... uh it was a great movie overall. Like it's something where I like I enjoyed it so much. We both enjoyed it because we actually saw it together. And even the hour ride uh, back, I mean, we would just not stop talking about it in the car. And uh, I, I just loved it as a whole. I can't put it higher on my list just because I, I. It's a hard movie to rewatch. It's one of those things where, like, once you know what happens at the end, and when everything is based upon suspense, it's like. Okay, well, you know, I'm not worried what's going to happen next, because I know what happens next, but just from one viewing experience, like, it it deserves to be on a top ten list.
1: Yeah, no, for sure, and (laughs) this is a movie where you can't even, like, describe its premise without just spoiling the plot, it's just... It's so out there and it does such a good job of keeping it cohesive.
0: Yeah, yeah, it uh it really does. But I recommended
1: uh, it to my coworkers who don't normally watch Korean films and they just fucking loved it. So Oh, I'm
0: I'm glad to hear. I mean, it is uh, or it was what like the first international film to win a insert award here that I don't remember. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the MVP award.
0: <laughs> yeah, the MVP awards. <laughs>
1: yeah, but yeah, no. Um, it it definitely has that appeal. It just, I think, if anything's gonna be the gateway drug for people to get into those, you know, international films, that that'd be a good choice.
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure. But uh, yeah, now uh, top six. We're almost in our top five. Hit me with it yeah i'll hit you baby one more time okay my number
1: six since you chose something korean haha <laughs> deja vu um i'm gonna go something korean
0: as well oh i'm surprised you have another korean thing on your list you're not doing parasite you uh already did train to busan what? is it music
1: is it okay let's see <laughs> yeah um i will never know how to pronounce her name but Yerin bake yes like without a doubt she is my most listened to artist like the last three years like minimum but like i don't mean by a small margin i mean by an overwhelming margin she is more or less responsible for completely shifting a entire taste in music for me
0: yeah i I do know because uh i'm not sure if i was the one who got you into k-pop but at least i know that uh i was someone who introduced you to a lot more k-pop but i didn't introduce you to her specifically but um But I do know that, like, once you found out about her stuff, she was, like, by far the person of, like, oh, she came out with a new album. I loved every song. Oh, you know, this, that. And you just, like, you really, really love everything that she does.
1: It's amazing. Like, every time she releases something new, I have a little bit of trepidation because I'm like, what if it doesn't live up to it? And then it fucking, like, smashed my expectation. I'm like, how the fuck did she do that? Literally every single time. But it's just so interesting because it's such a unique, like... It's not that I've never heard it before, but I can't find anything like it. Like, it's an interesting mix of, like, R&B and then... Fuck, I don't know. She has weird, like, indie rock in it, too. But then it's also, like, dramatic and cinematic. I just... Gen- I can't find anything quite like it. I've tried really hard. So I've just been fucking hooked on her, and her voice is so good. Like, she's the one person, like... Literally the one artist where if she came to America to perform... I am going. Like I don't care. Well, I do mildly care how much it costs, but you get what I mean.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's uh, understandable. But like, yeah, I will. Uh, I will keep my eye out on that because I would also uh, be down to go to a concert like that, especially because you've never even gone to a concert, right?
1: Uh, not not a real one, no.
0: Yeah, only but a fake not... one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you get what I mean. But it's just like i i don't know a lot of my favorite musicians are international particularly from like england and other places and they Mm -hmm. do come to america quite often in fact my favorite band of all time is coming to california in like a month or so oh big time rush yeah big time rush i love those (laughs) brits right there but i'm not gonna see them because i don't don't know like i don't really know why i'm not i'm just not but if she came i would do it i don't care
0: (laughs) yeah no fair enough fair enough
1: but yeah so she she definitely has to crack that because I think my Spotify wrapped like the past two years like my most listened to song like artist she crushes it most listened to songs she's been like three out of the top five and was like what the fuck I'm like addicted that's not good
0: <laughs> yeah yeah it was, spoiler for me I don't have any music stuff on my list I was tempted to throw in a thousand foot crutch just to piss you off with war of change at number one but um I decided not to go for that but uh, yeah I, I know that you music has always been more impactful in your life and more something that you've cared about than i have so i'll be interested uh if any more music pops up or if she's really the only one who ends up uh breaking your list
1: you will have to see but i have to see your number six
0: yes well speaking of breaking the breaker <laughs> number oh, six. Okay.
1: I, I was thinking I'm like you don't like breaking bad that much
0: no no i do not um But number six, The Breaker, it's a uh, Korean manhwa, which uh, for you uncultured swines and me being my weeaboo, koreaboo self, uh, is just manga but Korean a <laughs> ah, so, big
1: plot twist
0: exactly but uh, i i really love a lot of uh, martial arts manga anime stuff like that it can be inspirational it can be fun you know it's very shonen where you'll have a uh, big bad villain they work their way up to them and all that stuff but my favorite thing about the breaker is that uh, like the main character gets really strong really fast as a lot of uh, people do in this kind of stuff but there's always someone above him and he loses most of his like big fights but the the thing that i find so amazing about it is he always intimidates the other people because his strongest aspect is his willpower where he could like you know have being like beaten to a wall for the past 2 hours you know just had his he- head slammed into something not been able to land a single punch and he's just like i am not giving up until i am dead and uh, you know he just always has this like look in his eyes eye of the tiger kind of thing and uh, that, that's always where like some of the coolest moments of the manga come from of like i can kill this kid at any time but i am i am intimidated by him like he he should be dead he should be crying for his life he should be this 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 but he keeps on pushing through and it's uh it's an interesting twist that they add on top of the uh stereotypical like martial arts shonen style
1: well yeah, I mean I can respect that. Like it's it's not him traditionally overwhelming and everything, but also unlike a it, it doesn't sound like a Dragon Ball Z where they're just pulling shit out of their ass to make Goku win. Mm-hmm. But even if it is sheer determination, it, it sounds better made and more gripping at least
0: yeah the only downside is like part one came out in 2013 100 chapters or something part two went on from like 2014 to 2017 you know 300 chapters or something part uh part three is supposed to have you know come out oh we're gonna go on a year break and then it's gonna back ah you know we're gonna do a different uh in the meantime and then we'll come back and uh fast forward five years later and they're like yeah we'll get to it at some point it's like shit i want to know what happens
1: next okay actually i want to talk about this so you're including something that isn't done yet which is kind of of a bold move because it could just fucking sink on the landing.
0: Um, I mean yes and no I'll, I'll say this it's broken up into like series there's the breaker which is part one the breaker new waves which is part two still main character but like the overall shift of it kind of changes because things happen with his master and blah 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 part three is going to be the final part from where the story is going and everything and there's going to be another big shift with it but just off of part one and part two because part two I mean for all we know there's never going to be a part three it's been five years but even without a part three enough has been concluded the storyline is good enough and all of that stuff where it still like breaks a top 10 list for me
1: okay honestly that's fair because i feel like for a lot of people something like game of thrones would make their top 10 even if it just fucking crashed at the end Mm -hmm. because just how amazing it supposedly was those first i don't know like six seasons i want to say yeah but yeah i don't know i feel like i don't know if i could really take a show fucking up its ending i've never actually experienced that because by and large i've always watched shows after they've ended and so i know if it has a satisfying conclusion like better call saul was the first show i actually watched while it was airing and was actually emotionally invested in like it my entire life basically yeah (laughs) so yeah i don't know that that was kind of a terrifying experience but seems like you for you you're just you're, you're satisfied with what you got and i can respect that
0: yeah, for sure. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm I'm waiting for part three, but uh, <laughs> I'm I'm satisfied with what I got for now at least. But uh, yeah, hit me. Uh, we're we're in the top fives now. Top five.
1: Here we go. I'm I'm gonna throw in a video game here. You've seen surprisingly little of those on this list. In fact, the only one you've seen is Barnyard. <laughs> yes, depressingly so. <laughs> hey, man that that says something about the sheer quality of that game yeah um, a game of similar quality though red dead redemption One.
0: Oh, I, you know that doesn't surprise me too much now that i think about it i know that you love love red redemption one and even two so uh yeah tell me about it
1: honestly the hard part was choosing between one and two um especially since my opinion they actually tell quite similar stories mm-hmm. uh, and that'll come up later on in my top 10 but Why?
0: Did you add top two or uh, number two in your top ten later?
1: You will see or you will not see. <laughs> oh it will my keep God. All What right. I will say is it was hard choosing between the two. And in fact, I think story beat wise, minute to minute, two is probably better than one. And I'm choosing one solely for the story because two had better gameplay in basically every single way. Mm-hmm. So you might be like, John, then how could you possibly justify choosing one under those circumstances? <laughs> it's just because at the end the message that both games were going for resonated with me a lot more from the first game to where to this day i can still cry at the ending of the first game and i can still think on it and dwell on it and analyze it and it's still it's on my mind and i finished that game when i was like on a late middle school, early high school. So we're talking about nearly a decade ago and it still lives in my head rent-free. I'm an accommodating landlord.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that also goes to show how good it is because that, that, I mean, there might be nostalgia for it, but it can't be pure nostalgia because if Red Dead 2 is similar in a lot of ways, but came out, what, two or three years ago and you loved that one just as much, if not more, I guess we'll see on your list. (laughs) Then, uh, yeah, I I mean, uh, it's good to hear that it's uh, held up in every way
1: yeah and honestly just the the messages that tried to take home not not going to go too into details but just cycles of violence and crime and intergenerational things there it just ooh. and then what it takes to redeem a man and if a man can be redeemed like it's just genuinely asked very demanding questions out of its players and i really appreciate that
0: yeah no that's fair enough that's fair enough
1: yeah and let's see that's my number five yeah
0: yeah, number five. Why, are you going straight into your number four of Red Dead 2? <laughs> <laughs> no, that'd
1: be funny. No, let's hear your number five.
0: Yeah, so I will say, from number six on, it does get into uh, Weeb Hour. All of the movies and that shit are, uh, are past. Um, so, right. Okay, okay no, go yeah. Ahead. go ahead. Uh, but uh, n- number five for me, I don't think you've ever watched this one. I'm not sure if you've heard of it or not, but it's called Yu Yu Hakusho.
1: I have heard of it, and I know nothing about it. I always... I always lump it with stuff like Inuasha and Sailor Moon, despite how different they are. <laughs>
0: I mean, they're from a similar era, so I'll give you that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I
1: guess I was keeping it together by air was the right way to put it.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. But uh, I, I love it. It's a shonen, you know, like Naruto, Dragon Ball, stuff like that. But this one, I think Yu Yu Show might have come out in like the late 80s to early 90s. But... Um, it, basically the general premise or at least how it starts out is there's this kid who's like in middle school he's a real ruffian you know doesn't t- have his dad lives with his single mom he gets in fights all of the time and uh, everyone kind of thinks he's an asshole except this one girl who was uh, you know real straight laced but still obviously has a crush on him and all that stuff very stereotypical stuff mm-hmm. but um well, one day he's uh, walking down the street and everyone thinks he's an asshole but he's not a complete asshole he's just you know got some anger issues he's and a
1: redeemable asshole.
0: <laughs> exactly and he's this kid uh you know kicking the ball along the sidewalk and uh kid kicks the ball into the street on accident goes running after the ball as a car speeding down the way and uh and he's like oh shit you know dumbass kid so he jumps in front of the car and pushes the kid out of the way to save him and he essentially dies and uh he uh he, he dies and the grim reaper ends up coming around and is just like oh yo um you know, we weren't expecting you to die. Uh, we, uh, like, with the plans and everything, the car was just gonna skid by the kid, and he was gonna survive with, like, a bruise on his uh, arm or something. You came in out of nowhere, and that really, you know, fucked up our plans with to- stuff, so, uh, you know, it's not really your time to die yet. Uh, we hadn't planned for this, so we'll give you a chance, you know. You can uh, do, just be dead for, like, another month or so, have, uh, Someone take care of your body. You can talk to people in their dreams and that stuff. And uh, and you know, as long as everything goes good, you'll be back alive in a month. That stuff happens. You know, there's some storyline in there, but doesn't take more than like a few episodes. Wait, comes.
1: Was his body decomposing during that month?
0: No, it was kind of just like it wasn't decomposing, but they wanted to make sure no one cremated
1: it. <laughs> okay, I was gonna say, do you know how horrific it would be if he comes back in a month and the flesh is just fucking rotting?
0: Yeah, that would, that would be something, but, uh, yeah, and basically once he comes back to life, it starts the main thing of, okay, well, he's a great fighter, but now because he was dead and came back to life, he can see demons and ghosts and stuff like that. So they're like, okay, you're going to be our new spirit detective. When demons escape from the underworld, you're going to, you know, go wrangle them up and stuff like that. And, um, and it's, you know, it's a very traditional and stuff, but he's a really likable main character faults and all it's, uh, it's feels really fresh even to this day. I like the animation, but by far one of the best things of it is it has, you know, every anime has like a tournament arc or a fine anime does. Mm -hmm. This one has like the best one of all time, in my opinion. And you know, there's always the stereotypes or jokes of like, I'm only using 5% of my power, 10% (laughs) of my power. The main villain in that arc, I want to say is the origin of that because his power, more or less, like he has a spiritual energy, but he also goes from like, you know, six foot five skinny as a stick. Guy, so he can be like, okay, let's use thirty percent of my b- power, and then he looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Let's use fifty percent of my b- uh, power, and then he looks like you know some demonic muscle freak yeah. and stuff like that. So he would always be like, huh, I'm only at fifty five percent of my power. Oh, huh, you almost made me use seventy percent of my power. But although it's kind of like funny and cringy to hear, it, like the way that it plays out is actually really uh, good. The fights are good, the story is good, everything about it's so good, and it's such a classic all around that for me it has to break top five
1: well yeah i think when something is so good it potentially just starts a, an entire like trope and who knows maybe even did the tournament like thing for all we know but like whether it popularized it or is the one that actually started it i it had you have done it really good about that because of an impact and i'm sure the show is great
0: yeah for sure for sure so well uh, once again quite a few episodes so i don't think you'll ever get around to watching it but if you do it's like it's a really weird number it's like 113 or something
1: that is strange yeah but nah, i don't, I don't know it, it's kind of ugh, hard living knowing that there's so many good things out there that just you and i will never experience and other I people know. are just enamored with like who knows maybe this would be my favorite show ever but in all i yeah i'm never gonna watch it so just, yeah it's strange
0: but you will rewatch the office for the third time <laughs>
1: I actually haven't rewatched The Office at all. Surprisingly.
0: Oh, okay, then uh, go ahead. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but nah. Um, since you mentioned an anime for your number five, for n- number four, I'm gonna mention my favorite anime of all time. Can I guess the North Star? No, I'm just oh, kidding. No,
0: I'm amazed you even know that thing's name. To be honest, <laughs> I think
1: I've seen a scene of it. That's like the guy who like punches people in their body, like D. De- just Yeah, like, that's
0: you know. where the You're Already Dead comes from. He's, you know, punches them. It's like, huh, you're already dead. And then they, like, explode. It's like, yeah, oh, yeah. shit. But, yeah, uh, I've seen that scene and that's all I know. That's all you need to know, to be honest. But, um, I, I gotta guess with you, is it, I want to eat your pancreas? Yeah, it was actually a joke. I don't
1: actually have an anime at number four. Oh, okay. Um, the thing is, as much as I, I, I would actually get the manga, like, book version of that rather than the, adaptation yeah yeah just because i genuinely did prefer it i'm not sure that cracks top 10 but i did genuinely love that okay then
0: what is your top four you you debated me
1: yeah no i just wanted to get my joke about fist of the north star (laughs) okay (laughs) number four for me i'm gonna go with bring me the horizon
0: oh okay the the band
1: yeah i wonder what else that would be but yeah the band yeah Um, they're my favorite band of all time even if i haven't always been able to appreciate every release they've done Mm -hmm. just because on the one hand their music is like really you know it has emotional depth they'll love the vocal ability just everything about it but what i particularly appreciate is how much they've been able to experiment and adapt throughout their time they started as a deathcore band which you could compare that to death metal Mm -hmm. and then like they went to metalcore and kind of like revolutionized and made the scene everyone copied them and like everyone's trying to be the next dream of the horizon so like fuck that we're out we're gonna make rock music and then their rock music some of it was pretty good and then they went to make pop music then they made some weird i don't even know how to describe it, like ambient electronic music okay uh, and then now they're back and they, they made another metal album and they just keep switching it up over and over they never really do the same thing twice and even if it doesn't always hit, i have so much respect and when it does hit oh my god it
0: hits like interesting I, yeah. I mean to me which i know that you haven't listened to these people too much and also i'm not saying it's one-to-one but it does kind of remind me i grew up with lincoln park a lot and i feel like yeah. lincoln park going from hybrid hybrid theory to meteora to just all of their different albums uh There was some noticeable change where, you know, they tried out some more pop stuff. They tried out some more like uh, electro beats and stuff like that. And it doesn't sound like they changed as much as Bring Me the Horizon has, but uh, it's nice when people are willing to experiment and it, it pays off for them at least in some ways.
1: Yeah, because I've had bands where I like absolutely love an album. And then the next album's the exact same thing. I'm like, oh, that's pretty good, I guess. And they release another album. I'm like, okay, it's literally the exact same thing. I'm so done with this. So these people keep reinventing themselves over and over. So it's just, it feels like it's artistically driven too. It just really, I have a lot of respect for their music.
0: Okay, I'm glad. I can't wait until the uh, Bring Me the Horizon X Yerin Beck uh, collaboration
1: dude do you know how much i would fucking love that and how confused i would be
0: (laughs) very and very
1: (laughs) Nah, they're gonna be in california soon I'm, i'm not gonna see them like i mentioned but i considered it i would consider it
0: okay fair enough
1: fair enough all right that was my number four right
0: Yes, so now my number four. Well, on the co- topic of uh, deathcore, oh yeah, I- <laughs>
1: let's hear maybe one deathcore group.
0: Um, let me uh, not look that up in the background. Uh, you know, pay pay no attention to uh-huh. the keyboard sounds. Deathcore uh-huh. groups. Um, I love me some uh, Suicide Silence. I, I Honestly?
1: mean. Solid pick. I won't deny it. While
0: <laughs> well, it was, you know, in the top ten of 100 best deathcore bands of all time, so I'm glad, glad it was there.
1: <laughs> if someone told me that was their favorite, I could respect that.
0: All right. Well, it's not my number four, but uh, my number four, staying in my weep ter- territory, which is this one, I know you've uh, heard me talk about. I even had a body pillow from it. <gasps> Code geos yes, yes,
1: I'm very familiar with hearing you talk about it
0: yes which code geos now has even uh you know maybe is bumped up in some areas because it has uh mechs in it you know like giant fighting robots which that was for me like it was fine in the show but i didn't care about it too much but since i got into gundam and building them and all that stuff that probably helps even more but yeah just it's it's a very unique plot you know very death note in ways people always compared it of like you have this guy who has like good intentions for the world, but is also kind of a (laughs) maniacal sociopath who uh, is just trying to, like, kind of overthrow the world and start their own regime and all that stuff. And uh, just so many aspects of it. I enjoy the animation. It has, like, one of the best English dubs of an anime, in my opinion. Just so many things. The story, the fights, the characters. It's just so, so good. I've rewatched it so many times. I think for one of my birthdays I even had, like, my friend Matthew come over and we binge-watched all 52 episodes over the course of 18 hours or something. <laughs> like I, I used to have a body pillow from it. I used to have a dog tag from it. Like that was the most I've ever gotten into a show. no
1: nah, I think it says something that it still held up over those rewatches. Because you expressed that concern over Parasite, but this thing, this is the gift that keeps on giving, and you even like said it retroactively got a bit better because you your interest in Gundam. So that like that It's getting even better. That's fascinating.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, at this point, it has been a few years since I've rewatched it. So I'll tell you, you know, when I do, if the storyline holds up as much as I thought. But considering that I rewatched it, you know, like four or five times and, you know, it's 52 episodes, so it's not a short rewatch. It's not like rewatching a movie. So, uh, I mean, if I enjoyed it every time of that, I don't see why I wouldn't at least enjoy it a good amount again watching it now. So,
1: yeah, I would certainly expect you to enjoy it again.
0: Yeah, th- this one is one of the ones where, like, out of anything on the list that I have here, this one I-, I think you could get into. You wouldn't have to have any kind of, like, information beforehand. You wouldn't have to worry about this. I think the genre and all of that stuff are good enough for you, and it's not so long like some of the other ones where... I- definitely, if you ever have enough time to get in 50 episodes of an anime, this is one of my top recommendations for you, personally.
1: Yeah, and to be fair, anytime you have mentioned to me something that you think I would like and I watch it, or a plate or whatever it hits pretty much every time i can't really think of an instance where it didn't so i definitely do trust you and i will watch it one day yeah well
0: (laughs) one day one day we'll we'll see uh we'll, we'll have a podcast episode dedicated to that when it happens
1: yeah and then it'll be us just geeking out for an hour sure all right well that was your number four And my number three is also about no, and I'm not going to go on this joke anymore. (laughs) We're just going
0: to do it for every single one until we (laughs) finish.
1: That is exactly what we're doing. All right. Number three. Oh, man. This one, I didn't order these particularly because this and something else. And I was wrestling with this, but I'm going to say Bojack Horseman
0: this was one of the ones where I had said before of there's some things in my mind that you're gonna put in your top 10 list that I'd be amazed if they weren't on there I was expecting this towards your top three so I yeah, am glad I was right on
1: that this thing is just the depth of the characters relationships generational trauma there's like, there's just so much damn depth to the show mm-hmm. and even if for a comedy even if I don't think it's very funny just the the sheer character building like oh my god I've I, I it's hard to say I've seen much of anything with this level of complexity to it. Like I am just, I fucking love the show. There, there's not enough good things I can say about it.
0: Yeah. I actually am curious. I forgot if you've uh, done this or not, but you mentioned, I think you even mentioned this on the podcast last time that, uh, you'll watch spirit of the way it was good, but it was too hyped up. But you look at what the director's done and you find other things they've done that you like even more with something like Bojack Horseman with how much you have loved it because you have loved it. Like every season of it, uh, Have you checked out the directors, the actors, anything from it and seen if there's other things that might uh, quench your thirst for that? Or is it just something that's kind of one of a kind from what you've seen?
1: So as far as I, I have looked into it and from what I've seen, the creators have created another Netflix show called Tuca and Birdie.
0: Oh, okay, Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, I haven't watched it because admittedly I've heard the show isn't that good. And I've heard various reasons for it, and I don't know how valid they are, but the thing is, like, I BoJack, somehow I had hype going into it from what I had heard about it, and it Mm -hmm. lived up to the hype. Considering the show that people loved so much from the same creator is getting dogged on, it makes me a little hesitant to check it out, admittedly.
0: Yeah, especially if you loved the other show that much, then, you know, it might let you down even more if you uh, don't like this one.
1: Yeah, but we actually kinda of talked about it before, where like expectations how much you appreciate something. Ironically I might like it considering I'm going in with basically zero expectations. True. <laughs> but nah, I don't I don't know. It's kind of hard when you find a show so good because it's like trying to scratch that itch. Like what else is gonna scratch it? There there's comparable things for sure. It's just hard to find
0: it. Yeah. No, fair enough. Fair enough.
1: Yeah. So I Bojack it has to be in my top 3. I don't think it would be a top 10 list for me without it.
0: I'd be amazed if it wasn't somewhere on your top 10 list. Uh, well, for me, for number three, something that I'm surprised that hasn't been on your top 10 list, and maybe it's coming in at two or one, but uh, I, I'm surprised if it's not, tell me a reason for uh, why not, because I know we both love it, is Near at- Automata.
1: Okay, Near Automata. I thought I was going to take my shot there. Yeah, you go into it, and then, I, then I'll then i discuss.
0: Yeah, Near Automata is, it's a game but it's more than a game. It's just, I mean, the gameplay of it is so much fun. It's, you know, the storyline to it is good. And especially if you go into it, you go through it, you play it, you beat the game and you're like, Oh, that was pretty solid. That was like, you know, graphics were great. The music was really good. The story seemed good. That was like a solid eight, 8.5 out of 10 game. And then you go and you see, Oh, it says continue. I wonder what I can do after the fact. And yeah, then it's like, oh, you play it from a different character's perspective. Oh, that's cool. You know, it's pretty much a similar game. It's a little bit shorter because you're not going to replay the entire thing just from a different character's perspective. But um, yeah, it fills in some story gaps. That's a really cool thing. Bumps it to like a nine out of the ten for me. And then you see, oh, you beat that and continue. And then you find out, shit, act three is just the game has more to the story and it just wanted you to play through the two characters perspectives first and Act 3 is where shit gets real. Characters die characters go through breakdowns the story just everything the gameplay is still good just the world building this and that and just everything about it like I love everything about the game the audio is so amazing the different sites I remember going to the desert and just thinking this desert is beautiful I remember going to like the Warn down city that just has you know overgrowth and animals and i thought this is beautiful and like almost every location that you have to go to everything about it is just so good like for me i have a hard time imagining a better game to to be made and it's just it has to be in my top three absolutely no
1: i remember there were two scenes in that game that just took my breath away like i could not breathe um the first was um during the start of act three Finally, once shit goes down and you realize everything is falling apart, I believe it has a title screen rule where it says near automata. And I was like, wait, the game is just now beginning everything before this. That was just the pretext, you know, giving you some background. This is actually where it starts.
0: Absolutely. The only thing that I say is a downside, which isn't even a, a huge downside, but I got to play that without anyone telling me about like, oh, you have to hit continue. You have to do this. I was just like, oh, and I found it out for myself. And it it almost has a nostalgia feeling like going back to early, you know, 2005 playing games on the GameCube or something where like, you know, no you don't know about this stuff because there's no like YouTube boom of everybody streaming the game, re- releasing, you know, walkthroughs and playthroughs. It's just like, if you figure something out, you figure it out by yourself. And I, I, for me, having no expectation of, Oh, this game is still going on made it so much cooler where if you're going into it, like, Oh, well, I know that something happens next. Oh, I know yeah. that, you know, this, 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 not to say that that makes it worse because it's still great, but having that surprise there for me just added to it that much more.
1: For sure. And, I'm actually going to send you a YouTube video about this because one of the people I watched, the guy who talks about like the psychology behind video games, mm-hmm. he did an e- episode on this exact phenomenon and the psychological reasons behind it for Near Automata. Like, it was one of the subjects that he you know approached in it.
0: Mm-hmm. And I
1: think he would actually really like it because it kind of describes why you feel that way.
0: Okay, yeah, for sure. I'll, I'll uh, have to watch that video.
1: But yeah... Um, the other scene, really quickly, just the one that took my breath away in that game, because I find it a funny story. Uh, without spoiling too much for everybody, just the bit with Pascal and the decision that you have to make. Oh yeah, I okay. First off, the fight before that was like genuinely one of the most beautiful fights I've ever seen. Like I was like, my breath was stolen from me. Like what the hell? But then the decision you had to make. I had my PS4 in sleep mode for two days because <laughs> I was debating the ethics and trying to figure out what to do. And like, it took me two days to come to a decision about what to do on it. And I still didn't feel good or confident in it. I was just like, I need, I need this story to go on. Yeah. So after two days of basically doing nothing but wrestling with that question, I was able to do it. And I think that shows the impact the game had on me.
0: Oh, absolutely. I know for both of us it was huge, and I'll be surprised if it's not in your top uh, top two as you go in, and if not, then you'll have to let me know at the end of, like, why it doesn't even break a top ten for you.
1: Well, funny story. Uh, my number two is near.
0: Okay. Replicant. <laughs> oh, is it really?
1: <laughs> it is.
0: Oh, okay. I thought you liked uh, Automata more, so I'm interested why you put Replicant on there.
1: Well, one is just, like I said, I didn't want it to have the same thing, but I have a very interesting relationship between the two games automata i think is objectively the better game zero doubt about it, it as mm-hmm. the better side quests, better fighting mechanics just a, uh i don't know better fast travel system i think it had off the top of my head i don't remember um just a lot about the game is much better in automata but the actual story that you okay i know you haven't actually finished replicant so i'm not gonna like spoil the whole thing for you
0: yeah shitty laptop is sag
1: <laughs> yeah but oh my god talking about things living in my head rent-free aside from pascal living in my head for two days i still think about Neo replicant i play its music in the background while i study and then sometimes i just re-watch video clips of certain scenes because it's like i i don't know that resonated with me and made me think genuinely think about life and what it means to be a good person bad person my Mm -hmm. role in life and like other people's lives and like how i perceive other people and their motivations like it has genuinely made me reassess life and that's not an exaggeration Mm -hmm. like it has made me change my worldview and reassess my own biases the game had such a huge impact on me and the story I loved the cast in Automata, but I was definitely more attached to the cast in Replicant.
0: Well, I—I uh, I mean, for me, I was actually debating whether to put Replicant on the list or not as well, just because there are. I, I think that, uh, like you said, Automata as a whole is a like more polished game, but they're androids or what, whatever in that. Where in uh, in Replicant. They are, uh, they are humans, and it is more of. I I know that it's technically not the past, it's the future, but it's in a past scenario with like (laughs) how society is and everything. But certain things that you just feel from and everything, it has more of just a human vibe to it. Plus, the fact that there's actually enough people around, there's some more conversations and side quests that come up that are like, okay, it's not just me and these little robots everywhere. But yeah, and, uh, I mean, the thing that I gotta say is the best is that, uh, The fishing in Replicant was better than it was in Automata, and I dedicated 10 hours of my time to max out my fishing for, you know, all of this shit in Replicant, and if you can make a good fishing game in the middle of that, then, uh, oh, you you must be doing something right.
1: Man, they... That fishing side quest, man, that thing is like unexpectedly good. It had no right to be that
0: good. Yeah, even the storyline to the fishing side quest, it's just everything about it. It's uh, our, our mutual friend Matthew. He has kind of a belief, which I'm not sure if I agree with 100%, but I can see where he comes from, which is if a game has a fishing game, it's probably a good game. Not because fishing is good, but because if you've already polished everything enough to the point where you're like, we need some mini games in here, let's add fishing. It's probably a pretty well, a pretty well polished game.
1: You know, I actually, off the top of my head, I cannot think of any counter arguments, like any examples. So I gotta say it's true.
0: Yeah, there you go.
1: <laughs> like, yeah, huh? That's kind of interesting. He's got a good hypothesis there.
0: For sure, for sure. But uh, for me to go into my number two, which is also a game. Now, this is where some of my nostalgia comes into place. And uh, I value my nostalgia. Uh, you even saw me go back and play this when we were living together. which oh, was
1: Oh, think ag 3
0: No. The what? Legend of Zelda Wind Waker.
1: Oh. Oh, right, right, right.
0: I mean, it's something where it's just like, especially for what it came out in like 2003 or 2004, the graphics for it hold up to this day. The gameplay, I mean, it's uh, the Zelda gameplay. I, I mean, it has changed a lot, but if you go to like the DS games and that stuff, it, it's a very similar gameplay type throughout the mechanics that you have in the storyline, but it's just so well-polished. The adventure in it, like it is the most open world, minus, I guess, the one that came out for Switch. Prior to that, it was the most open world Zelda where it's just like you are in the ocean and there's like a hundred blocks that you can go on and you can find islands you can do this like you truly feel like you're adventuring like oh oh I found a treasure chest oh it's you know 500 rupees oh I have fire arrows now I have this like the gameplay is good the storyline is good and the vibe that you get from playing it is just like part of it's the nostalgia but part of it is just like something that the game brings itself that's hard for me to describe but it just it feels so good while playing the game don't get me wrong you saw while i played it has certain faults of just like god why are the default controls inverted and (laughs) you know certain things this and that but as a whole it's a super great game and it has the nostalgia on top of that for me where it just it it has to be in my top three
1: yeah and one thing that i kind of appreciate about it, watching you play um in which legends Zelda games are traditionally very good at anyways but i love that if you wanted to there was always more game like if you want to get another heart like, there's all these islands you can go to, but you don't have yeah. to do them to beat the game. But it's just if you want more of it, here it is. And I think that's that if it's of a comparable quality, which in this case it is, I don't know, that's
0: that's just a sign of a good game for sure. Something that I also want to add, which like adds to my appreciation to which I know this isn't necessarily in, uh, intended in the game, but um, speed running. It has a huge speed running scene for it, and it has some of the most, like, techno, uh, not technologically, uh, te- tech uh, technical skills that come into it, mm-hmm. where uh, there's something called super swimming, which you have to, like, move back and forth and pause on exact frame movements, that way, before you even get your boat, it doesn't cap out your uh, maximum speed going backwards, so if you pause buffer it, you could uh, essentially get negative speed of like 5,000 and like swim through the ocean backwards at like Mach 5 and get to places before you should be able to, and the skill that goes into it uh, and you know, that's with pausing, you can do it manually, which is something called manual super swimming, and it's so ridiculous, I'm gonna send you a picture, and anyone who wants to see this, look up Linkus Arm, he he was like one of the first speedrunners to do this this guy did manual super swimming for like one month, and this is what happened to his arms and it's just like man if you don't think video games are a weird workout then uh you gotta get playing into wind waker speed running
1: let's take a look at this let's take a look Oh, holy fuck wait wait that is
0: disproportionate it is very disproportionate for anyone who's wondering what it looks like without actually looking it up imagine the stereotype of like you know the guy who's like oh you know what arm do you think i jerk off with and you have the guy who's like i got an arnold schwarzenegger arm and on the other side you got a jonathan arm <laughs> where uh, i mean it's not quite to that extent but it it feels like that, where, I mean, if just think about it. If you got to do a frame and it's, what, a 30 FPS game or something, you have to do an exact input, like, 500 times on the exact frame, just back and forth with one arm and speedruns. You're doing multiple runs a day. Like, you get a good workout in there.
1: I don't know how people do that, but damn, talk about a good workout idea. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Dang. Well... Honestly, though, you know, that's adding, too. It's just another unintended thing, but I can appreciate that.
0: For sure. Some of the best parts about games, movies, etc., are the unintended things that the community finds.
1: Yeah, honestly, it just kind of adds more fun to it. We, we've talked about it before, but one thing I always found cool was uh, Pokemon Platinum and Diamond Pearl. You could do something called tweaking to, like, get the event legendary Pokemon, but it's kind of cool because it's, like, this unintended area of the game. You see things you're not supposed to do, and it's, like, you could just give me the event item but this is kind of a cooler way of doing oh, it. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah. It's always cool with those games of that era where you can just break stuff in a way that doesn't make the game unfun. It just, like, adds to it this thing. But, uh, Jonathan, we are at our top our top ones right now, yeah, so you gotta so... let me know, what is it? Is it well, another Back to the Barnyard game? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Bro, let me tell you. No, no. I'm gonna give a few shout to Honorable Mentions here really quickly. Fair enough. Stuff, you know, that didn't make the list, and I'll just give the each, like, a brief one-minute reason or maybe not even one minute. But, you know, I gave five honorable mentions. One, Thousand Foot Crutch. <laughs> <laughs> Unironically or Ironically? <laughs> Unironically. Okay. Um, still to this day, I can enjoy a lot of their music. Uh, again, a band that changed their style a good bit. Started with kind of weird rap, rock, change in new metal, change to standard, like, rock, then metal again. Then like, you know, it was just good music that was very foundational in setting the rest of my music taste you know up until this point in my life like without Thousand of a crutch i would not like the music i like today mm-hmm. so you know shout out to tfk <laughs> <laughs> um uh, beyond that uh i'm gonna say the pokemon movies and
0: animes Okay, um, fair enough. I'm not sure if I agree with the anime as much, but the movies I can understand for the earlier yeah. ones.
1: I'm not going to say they're like amazing or anything, but I appreciate how they, they made me like a game more than I should have. Because in retrospect, Pokemon games aren't that good. But I was in love with it, probably because of how much I enjoyed those movies, to be honest.
0: Hey, fair enough. And I'm sure that uh, just like with my Legend of Zelda pick, I'm sure you got some nostalgia that helps that out.
1: Yeah, for sure. Other than that, um, I'm going to have to throw SpongeBob in here unironically it's just those first three seasons genuinely some of the funniest tv in my opinion
0: hey i mean you know just like people will shit on spongebob people shit on the simpsons i mean obviously they've been good enough where spongebob like 25 years at this point the simpsons what like 35 40 years at this point where like you know whether they have their ups and downs they've got to be doing something right if they've been on for that long
1: yeah, and just whenever I can drop a SpongeBob reference and someone gets it in 2022, I'm like, hey, you're one of my people.
0: Hey, I am your people.
1: Um, Next one is probably my favorite anime, Samurai Champloo.
0: Oh, yeah. I forgot that you watched that. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, just the peaks of it for sure are just some of the best peaks I've ever seen in any show. Just the sheer drama intensity and just layers and everything. But Have you
0: seen the sequel? Sequel of Sa- Samurai? yeah samurai conditioner
1: <laughs> <laughs> moving on <laughs> not, I'll decide, honestly the only reason no. i didn't include it is because um just episode to episode it doesn't maintain that quality it's still a good show episode to episode but not top mm-hmm. 10 on in terms of episode to episode fair enough um for my last honorable mention i'm gonna say steins gate and Steins gate zero okay um it's, I wouldn't put it in my top 10 just because I haven't finished Zero yet. So, I, you know, maybe it colossally fucks up, though I doubt it. Mm-hmm. But um, keep in mind, I'm reading the visual novel, not watching the anime. So I can't give any opinion on the anime, really. Mm-hmm. But just probably the best visual novel I've ever read. It's made me cry many times. I just am so absorbed in the world. I actually care about what happens to the characters. But I also appreciate how slow moving it is. Like, I know slow is like a a bad thing for shows sometimes but just gets me invested like this is their day-to-day life there are entire areas where it's just three days in the you know novel and nothing fucking happens aside from day-to-day life and i fucking love it it is the most slice of life thing i have ever read in my life and i am all for it
0: yeah you'll have to let me know and let us know uh what you think of zero when you do end up finishing it
1: yeah, so far, unpopular opinion. I actually do like Zero a little more than the original. Okay. But you know, who knows? Maybe we could drop drop the ball at the end.
0: Yeah, we'll we'll see.
1: But yeah, um, do you have some honorable mentions you want to mention, even if you didn't write them out, just some off the top of your head?
0: Nope, I refuse. If you uh, want to be mentioned, be good enough to get in my top ten.
1: Shit, you got a point. Then I'll just jump straight to my number one. Then, if that's cool. All right. Better Call Saul.
0: Okay, I was uh, I was thinking this might be on your list. I thought you maybe didn't add it because uh, because it was recent enough that you're like, ah, you know, I'm still getting off of the hype train or something. But the fact that it's your number one, I knew you'd love that show. I didn't realize it was that
1: impactful for you. I think so. I told you BoJack was my favorite show like many times over the past you know year or two. Mm-hmm. I think Better Call Saul is now my favorite show.
0: Really. Like,
1: it is transcendent for me. It is the best show I have ever seen, bar none, like, period. Best show I'm, I've ever seen.
0: I, I'm curious because, like, BoJack, it does things in a great way, but it also has a lot of topics that I feel like you can personally relate to where you know, mm-hmm. uh, just feel strong towards you. But Better Call Saul, I mean the premise of it is that he's you know like a lawyer or whatever so like does it go into that stuff that connects with you so deeply or is it just made so well where if there's not even as much of a connection as there is with bojack horseman that you just appreciate it so much or what is it for you
1: it's a few things first off the acting is genuinely some of the best acting i've ever seen i'm saying putting it up against like historically great actors like this is some of the best i've ever seen Mm -hmm. and the chemistry between the characters both romantic and otherwise like is just so believable like it has my favorite romance of any show like and it's not a great romance i'll say that Mm -hmm. but it's like oh my god i am attached and then just i think the thing i appreciate bojack had very real character dynamics and it definitely showed the development over time in characters but this one was just it it was both outlandish and believable. And this is a man who's been in a situation and this is how he develops. And this is, there's, there were so many pivotal moments where the show makes you aware. This is a turning point. It even has an episode called bad choice road, where the character like talks about moments in your life where you have a choice to be a good person or a bad person. And it delves into the consequences and everyone is held accountable up to the very end. It, everything lands, everything sticks, and nothing disappoints.
0: Okay. Well, uh man, I, I thought it would be in your top ten. I didn't realize it was gonna be number one. And it's uh it does make me curious if like shit, if it's that high up, I might have to watch it at some point.
1: Honestly, like, oh my god, I I recommend it. Granted, only downside is you do need a little requisite knowledge for the ending because of breaking bad. Mm-hmm. But you know, eh.
0: all right fair enough now what is your number one my number one is uh something that for me both hits the nostalgia button but honestly just like uh wind waker i feel like is good enough that it deserves to be up here but it does have a lot of prerequisites like uh, better call soulmate which is Mm Digimon Adventure. Last Evolution Kizuna. (laughs) That's a lot of words added on. It is. So Digimon Adventure is the very first Digimon show that came out. It had the main characters of like, if you've watched Digimon you know, and you're our age or older or even a bit younger, these are probably the characters that you grew up knowing. And uh, the thing about that is Digimon Adventure had those characters and it went from there. Then Digimon Adventure 2, it had a, a couple of the characters were still main characters in Adventure two but it was mainly a new cast and the other characters were still in the show they were kind of like oh but we can't use our Digimon because insert things that happen here but they would pop up from time to time but they weren't the main characters and then every Digimon after that was just kind of like this series is standalone we do not talk to the other characters they don't exist in this world etc etc digimon uh, tamers is like that digimon uh, frontier etc etc they're all that very standalone but digimon adventure the original characters since so many people grew up with them and it's you know in a lot of people's opinions the best or one of the best digimon series uh ended up having them come back in a lot of movies or if there was a special thing of like, Oh, you know, all of the main characters, you know, at the end of this series go together as like this big special thing or something like that. Well, something that was so cool was that they had movies come out with these characters, even after their series ended that, uh, kind of reflected the ages of their audience where like in Pokemon, Ash is always 11 or however old yeah. he is for the past 20 years where Digimon, even though it's not exactly one-to-one with, uh, with how long it takes and how old they should be of Digimon adventure ends with them at like 10 years old Digimon. Uh, I, I forget the name of it, but there's a set of like three movies that they did for the 15th year anniversary where they're all in high school. And they're like, Oh, you know, we're kind of grown up now We're you know, hormones, this and that. And like, where do I want to go for college? And Digimon adventure, last uh, Digimon adventure, last evolution Kazuna <laughs> is the final movie with the, uh, main characters specifically the two main characters that they tended to focus on the show rather than like the five or six that there is as a whole where they're both in their last year of college this came out in 2020 which was when I was in my uh coming up on my last year of college, or I guess my final year of college started uh, in that semester. But uh, And they're like, man, I don't know what I want to do with my life. You know, When I was a kid, there was this and that, that I, every day was kind of an adventure, where now it's just like, shit, I gotta get a job, I gotta think about this, what do I want to do for the rest of my life? I'm still kind of like, you know, out here being a hero with my Digimon from time to time, but uh, I'm not sure how this is gonna play into my daily life. And basically, they uh, find out of like, oh, when you grow up, Digimon are kind of like a represent representation of your potential to grow and once you've kind of reached that potential and you're not growing anymore your digimon basically with how it is shown in it because this one is not like made for kids as much it's like they die more or less like they just cease to exist so basically the two main characters get a timer on their thing that's like your digimon's days are numbered more or less and you don't know how long it's going to be but get ready to say goodbye and you know, they had their Digimon since they were children. I grew up watching Digimon. So it, you know, has that emotional attachment. It's like, you know, building 15 years of emotional attachment for me as someone who watched the stuff, which as a series is great anyway. Um, and yeah, it basically just shows all of the stuff that happens. They have their big final battle. And, you know, at the end, uh, there's just this really, really emotional scene where uh, one of the two main characters always used to play harmonica. He always wanted to, uh, you know, be a musician of some sort, but he kind of gave it up. But uh, it- after the big final battle and the main characters uh, and their Digimon, they're not next to each other, but you know, it's going back and forth between them. And the one guy is just playing this harmonica and there is no background noise beyond that of just like this light harmonica noise with this, you know, sad undertone to it. And uh, they're just talking about like, Oh, you know, we we've had all of these years together and it's just like oh what do you want to do tomorrow and then you look over to the side and you kind of see like a butterfly fly by and you see this like you know energy go into the uh, uh the air and it's just like shit for them there is no tomorrow like they grew up they had to grow up at some point and it's something we're growing up with this it really speaks to you Where yeah. like dude i'm even dear enough just thinking about it right now i i will occasionally watch that scene and just like cry about it because it yeah. is so So, like, the music for it, growing up with it, it's not just nostalgia. Like, it is made very well. The original show was made well, where, like, I always preferred Digimon over Pokemon, where Pokemon, maybe the world was cooler, but Digimon, the characters had, like, traits that they grew up on. It it was focused on them and their Digimon, where Pokemon is focused on the Pokemon. No one really gives a shit about Ash as a character. So, it was just, like, this kind of seeing the characters grow up and being, like, my time as a hero is done and you know, it's not coming back. And you know, you got to take another step forward and not just live in the past uh, because that's kind of what the villain was doing of just like, oh, I want to create a world where we can all live with our Digimon forever, but essentially no one ever dies, no one ever moves on. And it's just like, life is important because things come to an end. And uh, it's just like getting that out of Digimon of all things. It's like people who weren't Digimon fans or don't keep up and it's just like, damn, that sounds really deep for something like that. But me having always been a Digimon fan and then having this being something that's just like, they're graduating college at the same time I'm graduating college and all of this shit, like it hits home for me so hard.
1: Dude, how hard was it to say goodbye and see the end?
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. I can imagine
1: because you had like probably at least a decade sunk into this
0: oh yeah i I did absolutely and i mean but it's one of those things where it is bittersweet where like man i ball like a baby every time i see that scene where you know the harmonica plays and then you know they look over the digimon disappear and then there is no music whatsoever and it's just them bawling their eyes out but uh, that's the thing that makes it valuable it's like if just like pokemon of like oh they stay you know 10 years old forever and they always have adventures with their digimon then the value gets lost because like I said before, the thing that gives life value is that there's death. I, I mean, that's just how it works. So yeah, as, as a whole, like between nostalgia, it matching up with my life and then just it being great overall, that has to be my number one.
1: Fair enough. But man, I hate that all good things must come to an end. Yes. Like I love it, but I hate
0: it. Much like this podcast. <laughs> oh
1: <laughs> yeah oh man dude those are some solid top tens but man i don't know where to go from here i feel empty now
0: oh yeah well uh we'll leave everyone else feeling empty too because we are here on 90 minutes one of our longer episodes but i i cannot wait until uh podcast episode 100 where i'll come back to you with a uh, top 100 list <laughs> Oh God, I don't. let's
1: just scale this up proportionately and see how much time it'll take.
0: Yeah, number 96, McDonald's Spicy Chicken Nuggets. I don't know, man. I was running out of things. <laughs>
1: oh, dude, if I had to make a top 100 favorite things, McDonald's wouldn't be in the top 1,000. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, you're
0: going to start some fights here if anyone actually listened this long. <laughs> oh, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Any closing statements or uh, le- leave it here?
1: I guess the one thing I will say is, if you couldn't tell, I was trying to avoid duplicates, like, within the same universe on a list. Otherwise, I'd have your Replicant and your Automata or better. As did I, as did I. Yeah, so it was just kind of interesting being like, huh, I got to make a tough choice here, you know?
0: Mm -hmm. For sure. It's always interesting, especially, like, with you and I knowing each other as well as we do. There were certain things that I knew were going to be on your top tens list, but there were certain things that I was interested that did pop up or, you know, the places that they popped up at
1: yeah like barnyard
0: yeah that's (laughs) i hate that that's serious for you because i know you say it in the way to piss me off but i know that you actually do like it enough (laughs) that game man let me tell you yeah well uh i'm gonna go look up at all your barnyard stuff now i'll try to truly appreciate it as much as you do so uh till till next time jonathan ta-ta for now (laughs)